A fika is a very Swedish custom which basically means that you take a break from your activity to have a cup of coffee or tea and maybe eat something sweet. In Fika With Us, we are inviting you to join us for a fika and listen to different topics regarding international student life at Linköping University. In this episode of Fika with us, we're joined by Johan, a former student and currently communications officer at Liu, and Julia, a student ambassador also here at Liu. Today is all about this Swedish summer. Is it really that cold in Sweden? What is a must-do during this time of the year? My name is Rebecca and let's start the Fika. Hello. Welcome. Uh, first things first, <laughs> let's introduce ourselves. So would you like to start? Um, sure. Uh, my name is Johan Jäger and I'm a communication officer at the Faculty of Medicine and Health Sciences. But I'm also a former student uh, and I started like 15 years ago and been stuck in Östergötland ever since. <laughs> it's really nice to be here talking about what to do during the summer. Nice. And you, Julia? Well, I'm Julia, as I think everyone knows by now. A stranger. <laughs> a stranger. Um, no, so I study the International Bachelor's Program in Biomedicine. I'm currently in my third and final year, so I'm hopefully going to graduate this summer. How many summers have you been in Sweden? Uh, math is not my strength. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, you've no, been studying been for almost three years? Yeah, uh, like this is going to be my third summer, Okay, I believe. Well, it depends. I mean, I arrived in August 2019, so it was end of it's summer. Almost summer. Almost two summer. and a half summers. Yeah, let's yeah. <laughs> say two and a half. I, I would say that's good. So the first question, which I think is a misconception that a lot of people, international students especially, have, is that Sweden is very cold in the summer as well. No. <laughs> <laughs> like I think um, in the beginning of the summer is definitely cold, and it. It's usually like colder during midsummer than during Christmas. Uh, <laughs> but in the end of the summer, it gets up towards 30 degrees. Yeah, I mean, it depends on where you're coming from. If you're used to like really hot and humid summers, this is going to be changed. But as Johan said, it gets nice, like really nice outside during Swedish summer. I mean, there's so many people sun <coughs> sunbathing. As soon as the sun is out, sweets are outside. It's incredible. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can see them come out of their houses and just go enjoy the sun. And it's really nice and warm. Like even now during spring, just standing in the warm sun is the best feeling ever. Yeah, yeah I think Swedes are like cats. They oh, found yeah. find the sun <laughs> lighter. <laughs> yeah, I could say that when I when I was first uh, preparing my bag to move to Sweden, I was like. Moving to Sweden, I need to bring all my sweaters. And then I made the mistake of not packing, you know, warm weather clothes. And I packed like two t-shirts. And when I first got here, uh, it was like mid-August. And my the room that I got was uh, like not south facing, but almost. And so it was a bit of an oven <laughs> to live in there. And I had my two t-shirts, so I was constantly washing them because it was actually really nice out. So that was a surprise for me. <laughs> but if there is any consolation, I think it's a surprise for Swedes as well every year. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like the, the sun's oh. out and it gets hot. And it's like you are stuck inside for months after months during the winter time. And then all of a sudden it gets summer and 
it's warm again. Yeah. So I'm guessing you like the summer. I do definitely. <laughs> I like I, I like all seasons. I like mm. spring. I like autumn. I like winter. Mm. But I definitely like summer. Yeah. I mean, especially after a couple of winter months, it's yeah. nice. But you're also happy when it's over for the year. At least in, in my opinion, like summer is just going to be so nice. The only thing I don't like about summer is that it rains. Mm. Uh, like especially during August, it can rain quite a lot. And especially once you have your vacation. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it always chooses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the day you start your vacation, it starts to rain. That is a saying in Sweden. Oh. <laughs> Almost a rule. Yeah. yeah. But I can definitely say that you you can see when, when it starts getting warmer. And I have this friend that made this joke about sweets start to come out. And then you see them walking outside and they just stand there and face the sun and close their eyes. <laughs> yep. But it's almost like waking up from a hibernation and then <laughs> just feeling the heat again. Like we are, we are solar charged in Sweden. Yeah, and you, you can have snow until April. I mean, last year it, it snowed in April. It, it didn't stick, thank God. But <laughs> it snowed in April. And <laughs> when I looked outside and it was snowing and it was April, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for the season to be over now. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So let's talk a little bit about activities. Um, maybe for a reference point, what time, around what time do classes usually end for the semester? Maybe Julia has more information on this one. Um, well, I can only speak from my own experience, but we mm. usually have exam periods end of May, very be early beginning of June. Mm. Um, so usually in the first, you know, week or second week of June, you should finish your studies and be done with the semester and enjoy your winter, uh, your summer. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then classes pick up again mid to late August, depending on your program as well, more yeah. or less. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you get to enjoy quite a, a bit of time. Personally, I thought that classes started really early, but it made sense to me once I realized that they also finish earlier compared to what I was used to from my bachelor's. So, yeah, what do Swedes usually do in the summer, except, you know, sunbathe? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think if you talk to older Swedes, uh, most people have a summer house or a cottage and just spend time. Like, in Sweden, um, usually, like, the whole society closes down and everybody has vacation at the same time. Mm. And it's called, like, industrial vacation because all the industries are closed during a certain weeks during the summer so it's like the summer version of hibernation <laughs> exactly estimation i think snails do that i'm a biologist i should know <laughs> well then you are the expert here <laughs> <laughs> yeah so everything is closed and you go to summer house what else do you do <laughs> just hang out by the beach or go into the woods like explore nature exactly mm. i think nature is a really big topic here and also for students who stay over the summer mm. i mean there's nothing better than you know going somewhere in nature going for a swim having some food outside That's, yeah uh, i think hiking is also do. pretty common yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and hiking is definitely a big thing and then also i think I had some really good train of thought and then I <laughs> forgot about it. That's okay. Uh, what do people do? I mean, <laughs> oh, the barbecue. 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 Oh, yes. Huge <laughs> Sweden. Yeah, and now I realize, like, um, since we are so far up north, 
the sun never really sets during the evening. Mm. So you are able to stay up really late and like have a barbecue in the evening and just sit by a lake watching the sun at midnight. What's a must bring to a Swedish barbecue? Schnapps. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't think there is really any like must bring. No, it depends on how fancy or like how not fancy you want it to be. I mean, it can simply be some sausages thrown on the barbecue or some fancy roast like Johan usually does. (laughs) (laughs) But barbecue is more of a set of mind. Like Mm. just being... It's a lifestyle, not an activity. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So it doesn't really matter what you barbecue as long as you like just relax and don't have any pretentious mega plans. (laughs) And as long as you're in good company. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Definitely the company. And another note on the sunbathing, which is something that I guess surprised me when I first got here, is that sometimes you you see people sunbathing like anywhere, like in the parks, even on campus and in the lawn, like next to the houses on campus. Uh, People just, they lay there in their bikinis and their swimsuits. They want to get a tan. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's possible, but there's definitely a lot of sunbathing going on for sure. Yeah, the Swedish sin. <laughs> but that's, it's nice. All right. So we got hiking, we got barbecues, we got sunbathing. And a lot of water. Like you need to find some water, hopefully like the ocean or a lake or yeah. just... Oh, okay. To swim in or... Yeah, to cool off, basically, because it can get really, really hot here in Sweden. Uh, and I mean, the heat is, is a bit a bit different. Like if it's 30 degrees here, it's really hot. Mm. I wouldn't say unbearable, but it's not really pleasant at that temperature anymore. And Swedes aren't really used to having like... Exactly. Heat, like heat waves. So we, are, we don't <laughs> yeah. have air conditioning in all our office spaces yes, or homes. That surprised me so much. Me too. Uh, my room was an oven and I was like, how is this worse than back home? <laughs> I have like 40 degrees in my apartment right now because I have a window to the south. <laughs> oh, it's already starting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, one thing that I can say is that you can you can go to the beach if you're from... If you're f- if you're used to going to the beach in the summer, that's a possibility here as well. Not really ocean because there's... The ocean is by a bit far away. I guess you mm. could go all the way to the West Coast. Um, but I personally went to the beach by the lake in Matala. Yeah, Varamon. It was it's packed. Really nice. It was absolutely packed. There was more people than grains of sand. I have that firm belief. <laughs> but I think every Swede has been like, in. I don't know if you call it indoctrinated or like, you get a panic attack whenever the sun, because you need to go out, and your parents tell you, like, the sun is out, go outside. Oh, so you yeah. Kind of like, <laughs> it's ingrained in your body that if it's sun, sunny, you need to go out. Yeah, I think mm. that's a good mindset, though. Yeah. But there's a few, like, beach like uh, places where you can go to at different lakes. Mm. But if you really, really want to have, like, the ocean feeling without actually going to the ocean, you should check out uh, Lake Vettan, which is the second largest lake in Sweden, I believe. Um, 
It's not extremely far from here. And because it's so large, you can sometimes not even see the other end of the lake. Mm. And the water is extremely cold, like properly ocean cold. Mm. Yeah, um, and it's amazing during s warm summer days. Yeah. yeah. And like the water is usually extremely clear as well. Like I think that comes as close to an ocean as it, and you know, as you can find in the middle of the land. <laughs> I mean, I can say that the beach in Motala was really nice and because the water was not that cold. I'm not a fan of like icy <laughs> cold water. So it was just very pleasant. <laughs> so I do recommend that. I don't know where that lake is. Is it north or south? It's uh, directly, well... Uh, towards the west. Towards the west. Like Yon Shopping is right next or right oh, okay, at the I lake. Uh, Ombei, the Echo Park. Yes. Yeah. Also at the lake. And also Mot Motala. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the beach in Motala. But the, um, the beach there is like, it's not really deep. So you can walk out quite far. So I guess that warms the water a little bit. As yeah, well. but there are some deep, deep places as well. Mm. All right. Where you can jump and... <laughs> <laughs> Wee! No, but I think like that is probably one of the worst thing about the location of Linköping. Mm. That is really far to any good lakes. There are some where you can bike, um, but most are like five to ten kilometers away. Mm. Mm. And sometimes you have to be a bit careful because like Roxen, depending on the wind, there can be some like algae mm. going around that are steered up from like the ground, um, which sometimes can give you like a body rash, like you shouldn't, you know, get it in your mouth. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it really depends like how the water is coming. Usually it's perfectly fine. Um like you can take a bike trip somewhere and, and go for a swim without any problems. Mm. And we have a local pool as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and there is the bus. The bus. So you can travel to Mutala by bus or to yeah. like Hestholmen or Omberg, for example, exactly. and just have a short hike. So during summer when you don't have anything else to do and you have a vacation, you can definitely make like a day trip mm. uh, somewhere. Are there any specific spots in the county that you would recommend? I want to keep them for myself. Oh, <laughs> no, but there are, is definitely some good spots. And I think like one of my favorite spots is um, close to Omberi. Mm -hmm. What is it called? Boriham. Yeah, Boriham. Yeah, it's beautiful. Which is like an old quarry for um, limestone. Mm. And it's just amazing. It's a little harbor. They even have like a little hotel next to it where you can get like ice cream and fika and they have bathrooms there as well. Um, and you can, like there's a little pier going into the water, like directly in the harbor where we where you can jump off because the water is like at least five meters deep or something like that. Nice. But it's still so clear that you can see almost to the ground. Um, but there's also a ladder to climbing like a normal person um, <laughs> <laughs> like a normal it, it, it's beautiful and just a tip if it's a really really hot day approaching get there early because mm. a lot of people i think a lot of locals really like the spot as well yeah. definitely but it's it's beautiful and i'm not a fan of sandy beaches i like more limestone beaches where mm. i don't get any sand in my shoes i can recommend um shopping yeah. yeah, pretty good tip too. <laughs> Pronunciation. Um, yeah, it's a really nice historical town and you can walk around. I think there's a museum there as well. Yeah, and I mean, Yotta Canal is perfect for swimming as well. Mm. Like, especially if you take a bike trip along the canal during the summer, you can just do simple stops and jump in. 
you know, just watch out for sailboats because during the summer, <laughs> during the summer, there's so many motorboats and sailboats going like up and down the canal. Mm. Um, so, so it's just kind of frowned upon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's really just fun. be careful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? What about uh, like kayaking and canoeing? There is some really good, nice lakes to be canoeing at, and like rental places as well. It's still on my bucket list, so maybe that's something we should take off quite soon. Hint, <laughs> hint. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I know that there's a rental place downtown in Lean Shopping. I think it's close to the um, hotel Skandik, the city yeah. of Skandik. Uh, and you can you can take the canoe, but drop it off somewhere else. So then you only like paddle a certain distance and you can take the bus back. So it's not super exhausting, especially for people with like no or little experience. Um, and stand-up paddling has been really growing here in Sweden yes. the last couple of years as well. So you can rent a stand-up paddleboard like at every beach or every place where you can swim. Yeah. <laughs> or you, if you're if you're a nerd like me, just you, you, you buy a deflatable one, <laughs> pack it up oh, in your yeah, backpack. Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, I took it sailing last summer. It was so much fun. Yeah, I, a friend of mine had one of those. And he just, he pulls it out and starts inflating it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just, there's no way that this holds in the water. But then the amount of air that you put in it and the amount of pressure it builds, it's it's hard. It's rock hard. Yeah, I mean, just building it up is a workout by itself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. It took him like half an hour to build oh. that board. But uh, hey, it works, it works. And, it, yeah. and it's portable, so that's definitely something. Um, but yeah. I think like also going into the archipelago uh, of Östergötland, has some really nice uh, spots to paddle as well. Right, and do like proper multiple day trips, basically. E- exactly. Like you you can get your kayak, you pack food for a couple of days because you can camp on any of the little islands. Mm. Um, so yeah. I think St. Anna is a pretty good place to start because I've seen rental places for kayaks there last summer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. And I think one of the best thing about Sweden, and we were talking about nature and hiking and camping, and Sweden has like one of the most extensive Rome, right to Rome mm. um, legislation in the world. So you're basically allowed to camp wherever you want, as long as you don't ruin the camping place. Mm. Exactly. So you can go into small islands or like into the woods and just put up a tent. Bring your bike and your tent, and you got yourself a week-long trip that you can do. Exactly, and there's no plans necessary. (laughs) No, and there are so many. Like a tent can be expensive, but there are so many rental places for tents as well, Mm. or like um, a sleeping bag. Mm. So you don't need to buy anything. You you can just go out into the woods. And you know, secondhand shopping, my favorite thing in the world, is always here to (laughs) save us. (laughs) Oh, and uh, now that you mentioned it, you can also pick fruits and you know other kinds of berries that you can find in the woods without any troubles. Yeah, I I have some some friends that usually do that, and there's there's quite a few berries to be um, picked in in shipping. That reminds me, um, especially if you're now a first year student listening. Uh, and you stay in the summer or you're coming back like some, somewhat early during the summer, check out Campus Valla because Campus Valla has so many cherry trees and they're full during the summer. And they are so tasty as they're well. They're really, really good. Uh, and they have Where like is the secret location? Use it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're, they're sort of like all throughout campus, but 
my favorite cherry tree, and I'm only going to share this because I'm moving away, <laughs> uh, is right in front of the exam halls. Um, what is it called again? I haven't Terra. been there. Terra. Yeah. yeah, I haven't been there in such a long time. But that is that is the best cherry tree on campus. But I know that there are also cherry trees throughout the student area in Ried. Yeah, so many yeah. good cherry trees. And the thing is, like, go and pick as much as you like. Like, try to make some jam or some juice or just eat them by yourself because there's too much. Like, they just, you know, the, 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 the trees start shedding cherries because mm. there's just too many of them. Um, so take take advantage of that. And sometimes people have like apple trees in their own backyard. Yeah. And they will put a basket just in front of their little, like in front of their house and be like, oh, take one. Uh, and, and that's actually something that, that I've seen quite a few times. Like I'm yeah. biking through some of the main streets and people just have a basket with apples on the street. Just like... Take it. I have too many. <laughs> yeah. And it can be the best tasting apples you've yeah, ever yeah. had. I mean, they're homemade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Truly homemade. But there's apple trees just, you know, right next to a student who said basically. A yeah, whole yeah. apple orchard. Yeah, yeah. That's true. How you call it? Yeah. Yeah. And pears, I think, as well. I've only seen the apple trees, but. Yeah. And I, it's all I believe for free you. to take. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, as a little bit of an information for the international students, I mean, Johan already mentioned that generally. Everyone has holidays at the same time, so everything is closed. And this also applies to campus. So there's not really anything happening on campus during the month of July, mostly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, your emails will still get answers, but probably from part-time summer workers. <laughs> um, and then the, the campus bus is not working either. So if you want to go to North Shipping, you're going to have to use the public transportation, which is not too expensive. I think a 24-hour ticket that goes like to North Shipping and stuff is about a hundred crowns, so yeah. about ten euros more or less. Um, and the yeah, the student pubs and everything is going to be closed, and and that's why I think there's also a big focus on doing things outside the house that don't require a third party. Yeah, and I mean just connect with classmates, you know, that are staying here during the summer as well. Absolutely, um, absolutely. It's great to have like a, a group of friends to organize activities with. And since we're talking about that, let's talk about midsummer, which Ooh. is something that I did experience with my corridor mates last year. Nice. So where does it come from? Let's start with that. Why is it a big thing in Sweden? Because we don't have that in Southern Europe, at least. I think like it's an old pagan ritual. Mm. We are dancing ab around. Well, a tree pole. Yeah, yeah. A I, fertility I, symbol. Yeah, it's oh. supposed to be a fertility symbol. Uh, and then it kind of got appropriated by the Christians when they were trying to spread the word mm. of Jesus during the nineteenth ninth century. I, I, I don't think. I don't know history. <laughs> so they started to have like the midsummer solstice. Uh, um, celebration that the pagans used in Sweden and they just put another saint. But now it's not really that religious, right? No, 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 not at all. No, no, no. The festivities that I've seen. Um, so it's usually on the weekend after the summer solstice. Is that correct? I think so. I've been told. 
like I should know as a Swede, but I have no idea. Like midsummer, <laughs> <laughs> I yes, think it's yes. the weekend after the solstice. But you can also just Google like midsummer Sweden and the year maybe because it the always year. differs. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and the year, and I'm sure that will um, that will appear, and you'll have that information. Yeah. But I kind of want to go through some of the things that you can do in midsummer. I I celebrated with my quarter, so I don't know how true to the origin this is but we made flower crowns yes yes very important my favorite part of midsummer (laughs) (laughs) it's so nice you feel like a little fairy and everyone dressed up i I, this was not planned but everyone dressed up in something that had flowers all over it i had a very flowery dress and all the guys were wearing pretty much the same shirt with flowers on it because for some reason there's only one flower shirt for guys and i'm very (laughs) sad by that because the girls were wearing like jumpsuits and dresses and shorts and blouses and all of these things with flowers all over them and the guys all look the same (laughs) but that's a statement on fashion (laughs) all right so flower crowns so that's very important uh we improvised a pole to dance around on the courtyard in flaman so we decorated it with lots of leaves and branches and we didn't even have that no we usually skip that part well, oh. we tried, <laughs> and then we sung. I think about a frog, but it, yeah, it was all in about Sweden. The frog. <laughs> I don't know what it means. And then, yeah, I think those were the two main things. And then, oh, and then we had a big lunch, like I guess summer feast is what you would call it. Yeah, exactly. And it's usually like the same food on every Swedish occasion. Yes. So you have meatballs? Pic- pickled herring. No, 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 not, no. No, not meatballs. Not Come meatballs. on, Rebecca. <laughs> but usually pickled her- herring, some potatoes. eggs, potatoes. Salmon? Salmon, definitely, yeah. yes, salmon. Yes. Nailed it. <laughs> it's basically the same food as you have for like Christmas and Easter. But what I've been told is that for the summer feast, it's usually cold foods, it's like something that is served cold. And for the... For Christmas and Easter, it's usually more warm dishes. You it's still both. have the same dishes, yeah. but you also have some like warm food during okay. Christmas. But then, of course, lots and lots of strawberries. Oh, yeah. Wow. You like have a pavlova for a dessert, usually. The pavlova is imported Imported. From Finland. But <laughs> in my opinion, but strawberries no, we, and didn't, cream. we didn't have yes. it. Do we grow strawberries in Sweden? Oh, or? yeah. Yeah, the best ones. They're mm. so yummy. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't have strawberries. It's I just need to very have strawberries mean because year. right before midsummer, they increase the prices really, really badly. So <sighs> you pay so much money for your strawberries. And then the day after midsummer or two days after, it's, it's like dirt a quarter. cheap. It's dirt cheap. Yeah. What? Yeah. So they do know how to do business here in Sweden. <laughs> yeah. But that is another thing to do actually during summer because you can go to the fields and pick (gasps) your own strawberries or raspberries or blueberries. blueberries. That is amazing. Like a lot of small farms. I need to know where this is. Like on the countryside of Östergötland. Yeah. All over the place. If you just Google for like self berry picking Östergötland or something. It's a really, really nice activity to do. And it's a bit cheaper as well. Yeah, I have so many raspberries left from last summer. Did you freeze them? Yeah, I did. That is a smart thing to do. And it was like 10 liters or something. Wow. Mm -hmm. So how does it work? Do you go there and pick them? Do you have to pay entry to do that? No, no. No, like you can bring a container and just fill it up and then you like pay by weight. 
Exactly. Like they they weigh the empty container beforehand if it's your own, but they often provide containers for you. Mm. Like the place we went to, they even had like a proper, um, how do you say, like a little basket almost mm. that had the little boxes for like the strawberries in it. So you could easily carry it and like put it on the ground, fill each box after each other. Um, but yeah, I guess that depends from place to place. I want to go get strawberries. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for summer now. Yeah, some, I want some strawberries. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask Julia if there's any like day trips that you recommend for students, especially if they don't have cars, because uh, some places can be a bit harder to get to if you don't have a car. Yeah, I mean, there's some really nice cities in Östergötland that are easily accessible by public transport, I would say. Like you already mentioned Söder shopping. Yes. which I think is a beautiful town. Um, it's, you know, the famous uh, Yata Kana yeah. goes through it. It's, it's and it's a really got a rose city. garden and things like that. Yeah, and there's like... Which is very nice. Yeah, there's a really amazing lookout that I just love. Uh, it's right next to the canal. Like, you have to go up some stairs, and of course, it's quite steep. But you get in so amazing views over the city, and there's mm. colorful houses everywhere. Like, it's a very idyllic Swedish city. Mm. it's it's beautiful in my opinion um and then uh Vatstena, or as, as yeah, the locals say Vatstena. <laughs> i think <laughs> it's I've really been there. nice as well like there the, there's a castle there a beautiful right? yeah. castle very like cute little shops it's also at the lake uh, vetan mm. uh, so you yeah, can yeah. go swimming you know um and uh, is it sankt brigitta yeah that has uh, a huge monastery uh, in Vatstena as well. Like it's it's a lot of history. They also have like a little museum if you're into that. But it's a beautiful church. But I think that's one of the part about Linköping in Östergötland. Usually like it's like the center of civilization in Sweden. Like mm. all our kings were from here <laughs> in the medieval time. Yeah. So there's true. always old things to see. Yeah, and like this just like if you if you get the chance to drive through the countryside or just bike as well there's beautiful monasteries sometimes you find these like rune stones from like years like thousands of years ago like there's a lot of history even just in the bare countryside all right i think that's that's really good so what is your favorite thing about the swedish summer if you had to pick one the free time. <laughs> no classes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no classes. I mean, a lot of the students work during the summer, especially the mm. Swedish students, because they get paid, like they, they get a student loan season um, during the semester, but they don't get it during the summer. So they usually have to work. Mm. Um, but some people only work like part-time or something like that. And then you get to enjoy some fun things too and, you know, go out in nature uh, and I think my favorite thing is probably like going for a day trip with friends, cooking food outside, which Johan is very good at. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, just just having a really slow day, like where you do some sightseeing, but it's not really rushed. If you want to have a swim, you go for a swim, you know, mm. it's, it's just uh, relaxed. There's no one stressing you. Doesn't matter when you're back home. That sounds idyllic. <laughs> Yeah, and for me, I think it's like, it's a part of the same, but also that you don't have to plan. Like, the nature is trying to kill you d during wintertime in Sweden. <laughs> you need to dress 
to be able to survive. And then during summertime, it's just comfortable. <laughs> so you're just able to sit by the lake like a fire and just yeah. enjoy being alive. You're really selling this for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, usually like after spring, it takes me a couple of weeks, if not even like over a month to get used to the point you don't need to take a jacket. I'm like, oh, maybe I should. You know, it could be cold in, in like two hours, but that doesn't happen in summer, usually. <laughs> usually. It's more like, oh, I should pack an umbrella because it's going to rain for like an hour and then it's going to stop and then it's going to rain again. So an umbrella <laughs> is a useful tool during Swedish summer. All right. That's a good recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go to our final and most important question. What is your favorite type of fika? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Julia can go if you need a little bit to think about it. <laughs> it's it's really, really hard to choose every time for me. But like we went to this beautiful bakery in Verdastad, right? Yeah. Um, just a couple of weeks ago and it's, Everything looks so delicious, so it's so hard to choose. Um, if you give yeah. the name of the bakery, you don't have to choose. Väderstad Centralbryg... Konditori. Konditori. Exactly. Like, they have everything. I mean, it was Zemla season when we went there, so they, of course, have the typical Swedish Zemla, but they also have princess cake, which is like a very... Like, a very oftenly eaten cake in Sweden for yep. birthdays Absolutely, or just yeah. festivities. So yeah, I don't think I can choose today. All right, so yeah. to eat listeners, everything. go there and eat everything. <laughs> definitely. And now when you're talking about it, like it's definitely just a cup of coffee and a cinnamon bun with loads and loads of cardamom. A classic. Mm. Yeah. A classic. A classic, but a good classic. All right, I think that's about it. That covers it for now. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Thank you. I'll see you soon. You've listened to Fika with us, with me, Rebecca, and this episode's guests, Johan and Julia. Don't forget to follow Linköping University on Instagram and Facebook. And subscribe to this podcast if you'd like to hear more episodes like this one. We hope you enjoyed today's talk and that you join us for a Fika again soon. <laughs>